Dirty Moderates on the morning of October 27th, 2018, a gunman walked into the Tree of Life Synagogue, which is in Pittsburgh, and murdered 11 people who were just there to pray in what is the deadliest anti-Semitic attack in this country's history. Well, after a long number of weeks of jury selection and opening statements, all of that, et cetera, et cetera, testimony began um, on May the 28th, um, a couple weeks ago, um, in the federal trial um, on this case of the, the man who's been accused of carrying out this bloody, horrific massacre. Prosecutors in the case are seeking the death penalty. Um, you know, I never shy away from my opinions. I believe in the death penalty for heinous crimes like this. We do know the man did it. Anybody that goes in and murders people uh, with any weapon in cold blood should not live. In my opinion, I don't think they should rot in prison. Um, and I uh, do believe in limitations on the death penalty when DNA is unclear or there have been disparities in sentencing, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, Absolutely. Prosecutors seeing the death penalty. Okay. So the next phase of the trial is going to take place in two different ways. All right. The first is going to be about the suspect's guilt. And then if guilt is established, the second will be about um, the penalty for that crime. Um, the facts are clearly not disputed, right? It's probably going to be months long on this, but the defendant is named, the gunman is a 50-year-old man named Robert Bowers. Um, and the question is, should he or should he not be executed? His lawyers have offered to resolve the case with a guilty plea on all the counts um, in exchange for life in prison without any possibility of release or parole. This offer has been rejected by federal prosecutors. Now, we're, this trial is of particular interest, both not only because it's horrific, of course, but relates to anti-Semitism. I'm Jewish, but it's a hate crime. It involves the death penalty and involves guns. And at that intersection are things that all matter to me and should matter to you and have sort of been foundational to our political conversations. Um, the nature of hate, the role of guns, the explosion in anti-Semitism, all this has become have been very foundational and sadly more than relevant in uh, the last six or seven years, certainly the last three years of our politics which are corrosive and polarized and often hateful. Trials for mass shooters relatively rare because usually the killer has been killed. Uh, and the, you know, the man, for example, who shot up people in Aurora, Colorado back in 2012, um, uh, he, he was not killed. He was sentenced to life in prison after a 10 week trial. You may remember, um, uh, the white supremacists who killed, uh, those nine, Black worshipers in Charleston, including the pastor, Clementa Pickney, that killer was named Dylan Roof, and he was uh, convicted and sentenced to death back in 2015. And then, of course, the former student who shot up Parkland, the awful Parkland shooting, which also was in 2018, by the way. This was October, Tree of Life, and Parkland was February 2018, Valentine's Day. Um, he pled guilty but faced a sentencing trial last year, but the jury voted to keep him in prison for life. Tough stuff. All right. First off, let's just honor the victims. Let's talk about them. The Tree of Life, or what's called the La Simcha Synagogue, it's in a neighborhood with a rich Jewish history in Pittsburgh. 
Um, it has three separate congregations, all of which were in the building, in different parts of the building on that day. Uh, it was founded, Tree of Life was founded about 150 years ago. Um, there's a smaller congregation called the New Light Congregation, and they're both part of what's called conservative Judaism. So there's Reform, Conservative, and Orthodox. Uh, the third congregation in this Tree of Life, um, under the Tree of Life umbrella, um, or La Simcha Synagogue umbrella is Dor Hadash or Dor Hadash. It's a more liberal branch, kind of reconstructionist. But anyway, members of all three congregations, as I'm telling you this, is they were members from all three were killed. These were the victims in their ages. Joyce Feinberg was 75. Richard Gottfried was 65. Rose Mallinger was 97. Daniel Stein was 71. Melvin Wax was 87. Irving Younger was 69. Jerry Rabinowitz was 66. A couple married couple, Bernice and Sylvan Simon. Bernice was 84. Sylvan was 87. And two brothers, Cecil and David Rosenthal, were murdered as well. Cecil was 59. David Rosenthal was 54. Six people were also wounded. That included four, four cops. Obviously, this shook the world. It created a, an awareness and an outpouring of love and support in the Pittsburgh community and elsewhere. Uh, globally, uh, a nonprofit was created to lobby for gun laws um, by some of the members of Dor Hadash. That was the third branch I mentioned that was the more liberal wing. Um, the Tree of Life building itself has been empty for years since the massacre, but it's being redesigned uh, by an architect. And it's soon going to become home of a new organization dedicated to eradicating the scourge of anti-Semitism. So who is the accused gunman? Uh, Richard Bowers is from Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh suburb. He was raised by his mother. It was strange from his father who was charged with raping a woman in the same neighborhood where this shooting would happen and who killed himself before the trial, actually. Yeah. Um, he was a delivery driver for a bakery in high school. Um, he was also a long-haul trucker. He worked in electronics. He worked on the website of a conservative talk radio show. He also was pretty quiet type neighbors said um, those who knew him um, online. However, he was like many people who hide behind their computer cowardly, um, but also a big talker, big shot, a virulent uh, uh, right wing uh, online visitor. He literally reposted and talked to white supremacists all the time. Um, he had a number of posts that had been on their unearthed that were xenophobic, showing real hatred about immigrants and, of course, Jews. Um, in several posts before the actual shooting, he turned his ire on uh, an organization called HIAS. It's an organization that helps resettle refugees here in the country. And Dor Hadash had been one of the hundreds of many congregations, many hundreds of Jewish congregations that celebrated um, a national refugee Shabbat a week before the killing. And, you know, temples have led a long history of helping resettle um, people who were fleeing poverty and persecution and hate, you know, being Jews. That's part of the Talmudic idea, right? Kind of etched in the DNA is look out for your fellow man and especially the oppressed and the, the dispossessed and the sick and the poor and things like that. Um, uh, Bowers, uh, right before the killing, posted HIS HIS likes to bring invaders in that kill our people. I can't sit by and watch my people get slaughtered. Screw your optics. I'm going in. Quote unquote. He had 21 guns registered in his name. And 
he carried out the shooting with three Glock 357 handguns and a Colt AR-15 semi-automatic rifle. He was injured during a shootout with the police that finally stopped the attack. He has been charged with 63 crimes, including 11 counts of hate crimes that resulted, resulting in death and 11 counts of obstruction of the free exercise of religious beliefs resulting in death. He's also facing 36 state charges as well, including 11 counts of murder. Um, uh, but those state charges are being held in abeyance. Um, for the federal criminal proceedings. Um, anyway, Allegheny County is in charge of this. That's Pittsburgh. Um, his defense team is, as I said, has pleaded for no death penalty. They lost on that. They have argued that uh, a series of neurological and psychological tests have established him, Bowers, to be uh, suffering from mental illness, schizophrenia, also uh, several functional impediments to the brain as well as epilepsy. Um, you may know his chief defense attorney, Judy Clark. She made a career pleading with juries to spare the lives of people who've done the worst acts of violence. She defended one of the um, Boston Marathon bombers. She defended the Unabomber, Ted Kaczynski, and the guy who shot up Gabby Giffords, the former congresswoman from Tucson, uh, in uh, front of an Arizona grocery store in a parking lot there where six others were killed, 13 of whom were wounded, including Giffords. Um Anyway, Bowers' lawyers, as I said, have been unsuccessful in challenging the government's intention to seek the death penalty. Um, and in filing this year, defense lawyers argued that under Merrick Garland, current attorney general, the Justice Department had been arbitrary in deciding whether to pursue capital punishment. Now, this is the defense team saying this. They cite hundreds of other murder cases where Garland had elected not to seek the death penalty, specifically a mass shooting in 2019 that took place by a xenophobic extremist in El Paso that took place at a Walmart. Anyway, the government has rebutted these arguments, insisting that there are factors in this case, such as the Bowers' open hatred and dedication to killing Jews and his decision to do this at a temple that quote unquote, make the death penalty specifically warranted here, according to the prosecutors. Now, what have the congregations members said about the death penalty? This is always interesting when people are facing the worst tragedies in their lives and how they process that. Um, Cause how can you not feel uh, hate and rage and, and, and hopelessness? Wide, wide array of opinions though, among the three different, congregations and their members, um, including some who survived and, and family members. Um, the rabbi of New Light, uh, the New Light congregation, several members of Dorhadasha publicly urged the government actually not to pursue the death penalty. Um, it, it, they've said this in numerous speeches and in letters. Um, they've cited their religious and ethical principles. They've been, I guess, true to their belief that the death penalty shouldn't exist. Um, and that also a prolonged trial uh, could potentially further traumatize people more than they already are. Um, the president of Dorhadash specifically wrote to Merrick Garland and said that this could really, quote unquote, impede the healing process for some of our members, end quote. Um, federal prosecutors, on their hand, have expressed their intentions to play 911 calls, 911 calls, excuse me, from the terrified congregants on that day that were actually in real time describing what they were seeing. Federal prosecutors have also said that they um, intend to show graphic autopsy photographs at the trial. Now, I have to tell you, you have to do this. I, 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 again, I'm, I can't imagine being someone who had to live with the grief of losing somebody like this. But how else can we say the damage that the hate 
and the guns and the violence have caused and how that's ripped people's lives apart. I think sometimes we aren't gruesome enough when we, when we talk about these mass tragedies, awful to think about, but oftentimes we can't even when an AR 15 is used in a school shooting, we can't even identify the kids um, because they've been blown to pieces. Yeah. You know, a handgun could kill you or greatly injure you, but a, AR-15, the doctors will tell you, uh, will just completely uh, polarize pulverize your, your spleen or your heart. It's, it's sorry to be graphic, but it's important that we say these things because that's what we are fighting. And the real, um, the real pain of it, I think, has to be shown. One of the reasons I want to cover this trial here and, 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 uh, and discuss it and bring daylight to it. Now, there were family members of nine of the 11 victims that did write a letter to the Pittsburgh Jewish Chronicle last year um, that accepted a plea um, from Bowers and avoided a trial and the possibility of his execution. They said actually would let him have the easy way out. He, Okay. Um, his crimes do deserve the death penalty, they said, but they still said it's the easy way out. These things are complicated, and they're not. Um, there's no easy answers. Um, shortly after um, this episode um, will drop, um, I have a fantastic conversation with a man named Matthew Littman of 97%. It's an organization uniting gun owners and gun control advocates. It's pro-Second Amendment, but it's also pro-gun control. And um, we talked a lot about all the work that is actually happening to further prevent horrific gun violence. But this this isn't just about gun violence. This is also about a hate crime. Um, a hate crime specifically targeting Jews in their place of worship at, in the most heinous way, shooting 11 people, the majority of whom, as a matter of fact, all of whom are north of 50, and some of whom are in their 80s and 90s, were. Like I said, one of the women lived to be 97 to only be murdered in a temple. Slept 97 years on this earth to be murdered by a gunman in temple for being Jewish. Again, he used three, um, three Glocks and uh, a Colt AR-15 semi-automatic weapon. So we've seen an explosion in hate crimes. We have seen a rise in anti-Semitism, folks, in this country that I thought I'd never see. Just on the 405 in LA here off the Wilshire exit, somebody... Uh, defaced a uh, essentially a wall, um, freeway wall, and said FBI is full of Jews. That's news to me. But so we're doing this Tree of Life episode, and we're going to continue to cover it because of the way at which it really does, unfortunately, sit at the center of a swirling, um, ferocious debate about guns. Rising hate, um, and how to handle that. So, I wish life didn't have to be so somber. I wish we never had to do an episode like this. I wish I didn't have to say, "Yeah, we should." Yeah, prosecutors, go, go, go. Show, show dead bodies in the morgue, or show the autopsy. You know, or, or please play those nine one one calls of terrified congregants as they phoned in and you know, said this is 
you know, we're staring down the face of death. Nevertheless, Richard uh, Bowers, Robert Bowers, excuse me, um, is um, is uh, well, going to be on trial, and I think we have to pay attention to it. Um, and I don't think there's any other way around it. Um, I don't see any other way around than talking about it. And I think all these things should be in our face because I think there are two people, um, too many people who are not willing to consider what these tragedies mean, the human reality of them. And a guy like Robert Bowers does this. It's easy from afar to say, well, that's horrific, but it doesn't really happen often. And so we can't get rid of guns and stuff like that, get rid of certain weapons or regulate them. And I think that misses the point. Because I think we've seen the rise, certainly, of not just anti-Semitism, but racism and things like that, that while we've made a lot of progress, there's been a tremendous backlash. And and I, I've always said that Trump himself is a symptom of the problem. He's not the cause, but what he did do is he unleashed people's worst instincts. He appealed to their devils, not their angels. He allowed people to go out there and march in Charlottesville with abandon. And, you know, the proliferation of right-wing websites is not new. But not everybody um, can be attributed. Not everybody can attribute their hate or their bile to Donald Trump, but you know he can feed into it. Proud boys stand back and stand by, as he said in a presidential debate in 2020 with Joe Biden. It's all there. And things aren't linear, but and they're not always causal, but they're correlative, right? How long can you have divisive, um, poisonous rhetoric that targets groups um, or how long can you stand by and let those groups do it and pretend like they're not doing it before massacres like the tree of life happen. So um, I do say and continue to say prayers and send all my love and peace to the extent that I can make any difference to families who are forever bereaved and grieving because of this tragedy. Um, but it's an American tragedy because of, because of guns and hate and not that hates American, but that we can still be facing this in 2023. That should give us great pause about what it means to live in a country that existentially has to now fight as we do on this podcast for not just the idea of America, a very noble one that I really believe in, but the idea of democracy and the idea of living in a multicultural pluralistic place with freedom and respect and dignity and liberty. And that's the fight. As always, thank you for listening. Um, stay safe, of course, but also stay dirty and stay moderate.